Hey, dude. I have bad news. I should actually probably move my mic closer to me. Um, oh, the bad news better. is that people have to hear you more clearly. <laughs> yeah, the bad news is that people have to hear me more clearly and also that uh, the fedora is gone. Bad news, huh? You said you said yeah. bad news. I am like 90% sure that Mia threw it away. She did you a service, dude. No, I really don't think so. I, I might I have one still. I might have one still. Oh, did you take it? No, you had two. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good point. So I can maybe get it back when maybe. I go to your house next. Sure. <laughs> Welcome to The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Uh, we have a special show planned for you guys today. It is it, news is it's a little slow in terms of actual news. There's a ton of reports and speculation and stuff like that, but but you know, aside from the Lakers trying to go out and and alter everybody's attention, take away everybody's attention from how disastrous the season has been by bringing Andre Ingram back, we are uh, there's not much else to talk about. So what we're gonna do is break down Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson's introductory press conference uh, in which they said all kinds of stuff that in well, hindsight gonna, is, is I tremendous. mean, we have a few things. Uh, we have some things to talk about before we get there. Well, that'll be the that'll be the bulk of the show, though. Yes, that, that will be. But I mean, I think first we do need to talk about the like the you, you called it not really news. I think it's news like some of the stuff that we got today, like um it's it's news in that people want to read about it. I think it's it's nothing literally happened. Well, I mean, the, so first of all, like uh, let's go through what did happen today. Yeah. I think the first thing that we should get to, and we're going to talk about the uh, the Luke Walton wanting to keep the free agents report as well. So if you've already heard about that, stay tuned. We are going to talk about that mm -hmm. afterwards. But I think first, but and before we get to that and the press conference from uh, October, just like our little retroactive rewind of explaining this roster at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that we should talk about Andre Ingram because and and if you've somehow not seen this news today, if you were living under a rock, uh, the Lakers have added folk hero and, uh, you know, G League veteran all time leader in three point makes it, Andre Ingram to their roster. They called him up from the South Bay Lakers. They're adding him on a 10 day contract. And, you know, Anthony, I'm going to let you I, I think that I think that before we get into your take on like what like. You're going to make me criticize this I think guy. That we should say You're so that I think mean. Sometimes, sometimes good things happen for the wrong reasons is kind of the way that I've taken this. Like, uh -huh. I think that Andre deserves his shot. I think he probably should have gotten a shot somewhere in training camp. I think we can both probably agree on that. Like, based on how he played to close last year, he probably should have gotten a shot somewhere. It never materialized. He came back to the G League. Like, all-time good guy, guest of our former podcast, mm -hmm. like – we can both agree this is great for Andre Ingram. We're very happy for Andre Ingram, I think, right? Oh, absolutely happy for yeah. him. I'm okay. not sure if it's great for Andre Ingram. I got I don't even know if it's Okay. Oh wow, okay. You're gonna take this take further than I thought. I don't even know if it's necessarily even an opportunity 
Well, right? it is an opportunity to make more in the next 10 days than he would have made for the That's entire fair. season. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, that is an opportunity. The actual the actual, you know, these next 10 days are are great. And and I'm I'm thrilled for Andre Ingram. And 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 the fact that he put himself in a situation where he can be be taken advantage of like that's that's great yeah, most, you, know? you can't get pr points for calling up a g-league guy most right. g-league guys so Mo- most g-league guys yeah and he's got I think a, the, he's what got we're trying to get at is that th- this seemed like a very transparent attempt to be like there's nothing to see here dysfunction what dysfunction <laughs> we just called up future movie like star like a few not movie star like uh based on a true story yeah, right, 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 oscar right. winning film <laughs> subject andre ingram yeah i could see maher was it mahershala ali like i could see him playing andre ingram sometime in the future i think i think actually kobe is going to play him <laughs> in the movie <laughs> like kobe studios are going to buy it and then kobe is going to make his acting debut as andre ingram no what kobe's gonna do is he's gonna show how he was he's actually play a rags himself to riches, and how he so. like an interaction in the hallway with andre ingram is actually what spurred him on to <laughs> All right, so I you want I already kind of hinted at the take and and you hit you touched on most of it, right? That it yeah. good things can happen for for bad reasons. Here's my thing. Kevin Arnovitz wrote that article that like everybody and their mom shared, even though he said all the things that you and I and everybody who's been paying attention to the Lakers all season for the last like 7 seasons have been saying they are more they are more glitz than in, in glam than actual substance. Like we've known this forever. I, I, I think it's just a different thing and I think it's meaningful when a national person at ES when that's sitting on the ESPN homepage, I think that is a meaningful narrative shift. Regardless of whether what like people who are, are like watching and it tuned into this team are saying every single day. Like the fact that somebody who is removed from that day to day grind is coming to that same conclusion, to me that is meaningful and it was very well written, which is why I got shared that much. I'm sorry. You're not kind of an Arnovitz as a writer. I'm not I'm not claiming to be. But it's just they're all. I'm just messing with you. I just there were no <laughs> original points made in that. None. Oh my god. Okay. But anywho, you... the but the the, <laughs> the 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 thing that everybody you know held on to was was how great. God damn it, Anthony. What what did I do? Just like you're just like here. I'm gonna I'm gonna like talk a bunch of crap at this ESPN writer. Okay. Anyway, here's my actual. <laughs> But I'm I'm using his point, like one of the yeah. so and and it's not his point necessarily because like five <laughs> other people have made it, but but the idea that the Lakers are are more interested in their brand than the actual product. The the yeah, I thought his line in there about they're more of a news feed than a basketball team was very apt. Yeah, it's a great line, and so he you know he being Andre Ingram now isn't in any way shape or form probably going to help the and and he doesn't offer he doesn't even offer the very chance of potentially helping the Lakers like we know what Andre he offers the chance I mean he he was no no down the line last year before he got called up down down the line but down I'm saying down they don't need him this season they're tanking anyway it doesn't matter that's true so so and and we know that he's not he's 33 years old right now already we know that he's not going to you know grow into something more than this that's why he probably didn't get the opportunity to 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 do more this past year like it's yeah. a bummer it's 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 it sucks that that's the case i wish he was younger and i wish he had a little bit more upside so that he could have caught on somewhere and i think he deserves deserves every bit of the credit that he's getting right now for sticking with it and chasing his dream the way that he is i i 
every aspect of that is great. It makes me feel awful that that the, the Lakers, because of this very obvious PR move, force us to be this cynical. I I hate the way that I I have felt about this all all day. It's awful. It, it and and like all it is is the Lakers are taking advantage of this guy and they like fall in love with the dream all over again. Okay, that dream was so beautiful that you couldn't have offered him a spot in your training camp to start the year. Yeah. Like it's a fair criticism. Fall, fall fall in love with with the chasing dreams. Like get out of here, guys. And 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 it it just comes back to like my first reaction in Slack when you and I were talking about it was find me somebody. Show me that you guys are capable of finding somebody outside of your walls, the, the walls of your facility that might help the team down the line. Like that's how you're supposed to be using these these two way contracts, anyways. Is stop cat got stop. Well, this is guys. a ten. This is a ten day. It's not a two way. No, they already I know, have I know, two two ways. The the two ways the two way thing. The, the reason I'm bringing up two ways is because like they they use that improperly too, right? Is that they they had guys who in theory could have stepped in and, and like Caruso is probably objectively better than Rajon Rondo, but he was never used. And, How and crazy the, is that that we can say that now that he probably is. It's not all that crazy. If you watched yeah. Rajon Rondo in the regular season the last few years, and that's what we're going to talk about here in a bit when we when we get to the get to Magic and Palinka's presser. But it's yeah, just... I, I was going to say, I think the two ways they actually I think they use them on like very worthy players. We've seen that over the last couple used. weeks or the last week, like Caruso and Williams, I think, have both been made an excellent impact just by like actually trying, which is like a nice change of pace for this team. Wow. And um, so, like, I don't think that those were wasted. I think that them not playing earlier was the waste. I, I think Williams, there's context there, although I still think he should have been playing earlier than he was, like after JaVale McGee and Tyson. It was clear for weeks before they were out of the before they were kind of shelved that yeah. they were done. And yeah. uh, and like Caruso is the one where like, uh, OK, you really you got to play Rondo 38 minutes yeah. like instead of playing <laughs> like instead of playing Caruso for maybe like 10 of those keeping Rondo like at 28 ish or like yeah. a little bit, you know, because he's going to play more while Bonzo's out. Yeah. He's still the primary backup, regardless of whether or not you think he's bad. Like, but I don't know. The, it's the way that they've managed them, I think, that is more of an issue. But getting back to the Ingram thing, like, yeah, I, I think to sum this all up, like, I think it's great that he's getting a call up and, like, that's great for him. But I I think that it's, like, you know, it, it, this is pretty transparently a PR move, and I think that we should probably get into why they felt the need that they needed to go <laughs> get some good PR. Well, they probably felt the need why is because now all of a sudden – Everybody involved with the Lakers are firing off shots via reporter at each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're seeing the start of the civil war, and I don't Good think that we've Lord. seen the end of it yet. No, but I actually I gotta say, like I, I know that you've been you've become an increasingly large Luke critic, and I I think I have as well over the last few weeks. I, I think that. Uh, honestly, like Luke has, you know, uh, both of us have acknowledged that he's had plenty of flaws this season. All that aside, like the whole stuff about him uh, being set up and not being set up for success and everything. Like, I, I think it's it's past time that he like, you know, that he get uh, that he or his camp or who does yeah, get his shots in. Yeah, like that they that they take their gloves off too because I think that like we've only been seeing these leaks from one side that have made Luke Walton look bad, yeah. and we haven't you know we haven't seen anything coming out for, that clearly seemed to benefit him and paint the front office in a negative light. And I think that if you're a Lakers fan, you should either be you know if you enjoy watching things burn, you should be excited for what we're going to see anonymously leaked over the next several months, <laughs> or you should be 
very scared of what Luke Walton knows and wasn't or what Luke Walton's camp knows and uh, or what people in the Lakers organization that are behind Luke know that has not been out there yet about this front office because it's, it's crazy to me how quickly we have gone from magic is untouchable to no magic might actually be really bad it's been a year man he, yeah, and in, like the people, in, a lot of people have turned on Magic. I, I think they're still even after I, he got LeBron. It's I crazy. think generalized fan base is different from like a lot of our core listenership and like mm-hmm. people yeah, that we interact with online that are much more dedicated. Like general, like if you go to Staples Center and you ask ten Laker fans their opinions of Magic Johnson, I imagine that at least nine and a half of them are going to say that they think he's why that he they think he's awesome. He got LeBron. Like he's going to bring us back. He's the one that knows the Laker way. Whatever. But like. Uh, I think that you're starting to see the hardcores turn, which is generally that you start to see that and then you start to see the generalized narrative start to shift eventually. And we're starting to see that change. And they still have a shot to salvage this this summer by adding another star. But right now, like let's get into the the exact report today was from Mm -hmm. Bill Orm of The Athletic. Uh, Again, we always recommend that you subscribe to The Athletic. It's great stuff Um, as a whole, like their Lakers coverage, their NBA coverage as a whole. It's all great. Um, And Bill wrote like a really long piece about like Luke Walton and how the Lakers have handled his situation. And tucked in there was that Luke Walton and the coaches were advocating for the front office to re-sign Brooke Lopez and Julius Randle and that the front office instead signed JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, and Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I think that that is, that is probably, like, I, I have no reason to doubt the veracity of that report. I, I do think We've that been hearing is, the same thing all year, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I think that I don't know that I've been hearing that Luke and all of them wanted those guys, oh, but we know that we've been hearing that the front office didn't necessarily, you know, like try that hard to resign them. Although I do think that like it did not seem the, the my understanding is that neither Lopez or Randall wanted to come back no. that badly. Mm-hmm. No, I had I had heard fairly extensively that that the the coaching staff did legitimately really want Randall and Lopez back. The one thing that flies in the face of that report, though, was that it was the coaching staff that rubbed Brooke Lopez and rubbed Julius Randall the wrong way with how they were playing while they were taking those marching orders while Lopez and Randall were were, were Lakers. That yeah, dated I mean, back I've to the very beginning of the worked, season. I've heard that they had worked it out, but like I've also heard that neither of them wanted to be back. So I don't I'm at the point where like like it, it's all removed from the situation. So I don't really know what to believe. I've heard both sides of it. <laughs> I, I think that like, I don't know. My my thing is still like uh, the the me- more meaningful takeaway from this to me was not the information. It was what the information represents. Yes. And it's the information represents that uh, Luke Walton and people who support him in the Lakers organization, because there was also the support their report part of it, that uh, there are people in the organization that are still advocating for Luke and yeah. still in favor of Luke. And so. Like to me, what this represented was that that side of this talk previously they'd they'd stayed silent as Magic trashed him in the media, like yep. a not like as there was that like report that a Magic had admonished him and all of that stuff. As all that leaked out to make Luke bad, there like as he's been a lame duck, like kind of strung along in the wind all year. All year. Like the gloves had remained on throughout that. Like to me, what this represents is that the gloves are off. Yeah, the the gloves are off. And the, Which, this is gonna this is gonna potentially get like uglier before it gets better. Who do you think it it gets uglier? Like we know it's gonna get ugly for Magic and, and Palinka. Do you think we? Do you think he goes so far as to go after LeBron? No, I don't think. So. I I think that that would be 
unwise <laughs> if you probably. wanted to get. Like, I feel like you could get another job in the NBA by like trashing the Lakers. Like, yeah. but um, I I feel like the LeBron like I I just don't really see what benefit he would have in that or his people or whoever would have in that. And um, what was I gonna say? Well, we were talking about whether or not he was gonna go after LeBron. Yeah. Um. I had another thought, but it just it escaped me. <laughs> it's been that kind of a day. It's been that kind of a week. Man, we woke up today, and we were just thinking – it was just thing after thing after thing after thing that we had to yeah. write about and and that you had to edit. And Oh, uh, so on the – what I was going to say was on the Arnovitz note. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about the piece uh, that he did on the Lakers, but he just did a very long piece on the Suns and the dysfunction in that organization and how they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like all of the things that led into that, including that Robert Sarver apparently let goats loose in uh, Brian McDonough's office and they pooped all over the floor. So like a bunch of Kobe's were running around pooping on his floor. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's wow. uh, Kobe. It, what did Kobe do really throughout his career other than like poop, poop all over the sun? <laughs> um, so, no, but what I was going to say is. I think it's going to be interesting to see if we get a similar thing about the Lakers front office, not necessarily from Arnovitz or ESPN, but you have to think at some point we're going to get the expose on, you know, Magic Johnson, not really in the office that often. And, you know, here's what a lot of people think about around the league, think about Rob Palinka, and, you know, all of that, like all that stuff is going to start to come out soon if they do not turn this around because it's going to be relevant for it to come out and people are going to be digging for it. And somebody is going to write the piece on the front office and the ownership and the dysfunction like we saw a couple of years ago under Jim Bus when, you know, Jeannie's side played things so beautifully. Learn about Chaz. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get reports of like who is the current Chaz in the front office. Is Chaz still employed this whole time? <laughs> I what what Chaz what is not employed to my knowledge. What nugget do you think we would learn that would would raise the stir that would that would stir things okay, so up like, with so the Chaz? We're talking there. like theoretical funniest like go theoretical. What's the funniest like, thing we could hear about? Oh man, there's so much. You're I mean, you've been the one that's been thinking of like Lakers Veep comparisons. I'm like we should be clear like disclaimer so that we don't get sued for libel. Like these are we are we are making joking. Like we are theoretically what would be the funniest if it were to come out? The funniest to me would be something like, like Magic makes all these decisions literally the way far in advance than he has to because he's not positive the next time he's going to be at the facility. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like, I don't know when I'm going to no, be back I, I here, think- guys, but we got to trade Zubots now. Mine is that mine is that we get like we get like a report about like how many like somebody like somehow figures out how many text messages Palinka sent Kobe asking him for advice and like how many <laughs> times they weren't like responded to. <laughs> like Rob texted Kobe a total of three hundred and twenty nine times, but leading up to the trade deadline and Kobe responded three times, one of which was just a sounds good with a thumbs up emoji. No, 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 little little did Rob know that Kobe had actually given his phone and his old phone number to an intern at, at the Lakers facility and got so some poor intern got texted three hundred and twenty nine times think from Rob Palenka thinking that he was Kobe. Yeah, we'd get like it'd be something like like we're going to get I'm telling you, I'm convinced we're going to get some bizarre 
funny from the outside, but less funny if you're rooting for this team um, yeah. anecdote over the next few months, I think about. And th- to get into that, I-, I think this is actually a perfect segue yeah. to our um, we are going to. So at, at Pickup Hoop on Twitter uh, did like a great film breakdown. I guess we can call this a film breakdown, right, <laughs> of the Lakers. um the Lakers, I believe it was August. It was uh, September, October. It was before. It was preseason it was press pre-season. conference. I think it was. Remember, because they came in and they did an interview with everybody it, it the day before, before the day before media day. I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was. It was before media day because I was there and I forgot how funny this thing was. <laughs> just like just based on the way that this season has turned out. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through that thread and again, like that's at Pickup Hoop on Twitter. He did a great job rounding these things up. So after this break. We're going to go through and we're going to like play these clips and then we are going to react to them. I can't wait. I I, I might need alcohol. I'm going to go. Get, I'm going to make a margarita. Oh, my God. <laughs> you thought I was joking, but I actually did. You, you, no. So actually somebody I tweeted about that you actually got up and got this and so uh basketball wanted to know if uh did you if you salted the glass i didn't i didn't usually actually pro tip for all of you margarita drinkers out there tahine is better than salt that's any kind of chili powder is better than salt on the rim of a margarita um all right so what we're gonna do uh at pickup hoop was nice enough to thread together a, a few of these clips of magic and palinka's press conference and the hubris that they both uh, exhibited in this. This was so was I've, just... I've watched a couple of these clips, and just thinking back to it, it was the air of two men who thought that they had reinvented basketball. Yeah, it's like it was like they were talking like they had just invented the like twenty like the twenty sixteen Golden State Warriors. It's like the two middle aged guys that are flying out to Vegas, thinking that they're going to take down the city. It's just so in... us every time we go to summer league. <laughs> you're not middle-aged all i right. feel like you're older all right so <laughs> ready three two one player clip you guys signed some shall i say interesting characters personalities over the summer from my perspective um how do you think that's going to work together on the court off the court and are there any concerns on how they make all that work with all those different guys no no concern <laughs> no <laughs> No concern. I, I wish that this is where I wish that we were doing an audio podcast because or a visual Video. podcast because the, their nods as that question was being asked <laughs> oh about like God. interesting like they they're oh, not yeah. like yeah okay you're you're right it was that Alonzo it was literally that Alonzo morning like oh I just like uh, like shaking his head and then like nodding like okay this is all right actually gif it was but it was almost as if Polinka just realized right there that he had signed Javale McGee. Like they read him the names and he was like, "Oh God, we really? That's who we signed? Magic? What? That's not the list I, I gave I told you? you to sign Lopez." <laughs> My fate. I also like. I was like, "No," and and you know, in the back of Magic's mind, he's like, "What a stupid question." <laughs> <laughs> I wish he said what, that. What kind of a dumb question? I, I really, honestly, though, I wish like. I mean, don't say it to me personally because that would hurt my feelings. But I wish people more would like just be like, "That's a dumb question." <laughs> it's a dumb. How dare you question the leadership abilities of Michael Beasley, Javale McKee, and Lance Stevenson? 
Oh, Idiot. <laughs> uh, just so, just so that we're clear, like we need a narrator. We need Ron Howard to step in here and narrate for us. Narrator voice, <laughs> Michael Beasley. He should have sin- been worried. <laughs> Michael Beasley has since been traded away, and they had to trade away Yvita Zubats because apparently they're too cheap to just wave him. And JaVale McGee has moped for the better half of the season because Zubats— How desperate do you have to be to get Mike Muscala to trade Yvita Zubats? Like— Oh God! He's and have you seen? Good. Have you been watching Mike Muscala play since he got here too? Uh, yes, I've been forced to be at the game for many of these things. <laughs> oh, Mike! All right, are you ready for the next clip? I tweeted the other night. I was like, Mike Muscala is on track to get a DNPCD, and oh man, those were some funny quote tweets. <laughs> he would actually right. help from the bench. All right, hold on. I gotta, Break I gotta rewind this first like clip. Hold on. God, Magic, shut up. All right, are you ready for clip number two? I am. All right, ready? Three, two, one. JaVale, man, we haven't had a JaVale for a long time around here. The well, Lakers have literally not employed JaVale. thought he had one. It's literally day, true. And he said, mm-mm. <laughs> and I'm talking about he came from the corner to get it. He just wasn't sitting down there. He went and grabbed that shot and was just unbelievable to see how active he is. What was JaVale McGee the, doing defensively in a corner? Like, no, he went to the corner to go block Coos. Like, he oh. went to help. But like, I, I, the funniest part about this is it's actually, like, a great um, kind of predictor of where we would ultimately be with, like, the barometer for JaVale McGee because Magic confirmed that he was not sitting down when he blocked the shot. <laughs> um, so, like, as opposed to now, you know, where I, I, that's, it, like, closest he gets. JaVale, though, like he seems like the kind of player or he is the kind of player who will legitimately awe you in yeah, small no, doses. Like, he's a physical free. And like, to be honest, like with this one, I can't I can't bring myself to be that snarky about this one because JaVale actually did look like a really valuable signing until he got pneumonia and then just now ne- and then recover. It hasn't really recovered and it's probably moped a little bit. But at the same time, like I, I think he would have regressed. But had all of that other stuff not happened, like he might, we may not be looking at JaVale the same way. And he's on a minimum contract. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I can't. Uh, they're gonna hype up and say nice things about anyone, but um, that was still funny to listen to in retrospect. Yeah, that that one, the 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 uh uh-uh, uh, you know the mm mm that Magic gave so much sass. Magic brought his sass for this thing. No, Magic is, uh, you know, honestly, Magic, the press conference giving may be Magic's best ability as a president of basketball operations. That's what they should have just hired him to do. Just like just do the press conference. Yeah, you don't get to make any decisions whatsoever. You you are strictly a hype man. That's all. And I think he'd have been fine. He'd have been great in that role. President of mascot operations. (laughs) Basketball. All right. Ready? So we'll, we'll do the next one here. All right, you ready? <laughs> Hold on. The uh, <laughs> the the description of this clip is Magic lying his ass off. <laughs> You're gonna see a different KCP, a worse one. Uh, Rob did a wonderful job of explaining diet, and but I let him talk about KCP because he looks like a total different guy. He he was a completely different guy this year. Yeah, he was like not a good player instead of a good one. <laughs> he was good last year. What and then diet apparently... did Rob Polinka put him on? 
actual black mambas. <laughs> it's like, well, KCP, this is going to be the way that you get mamba mentality. Kobe has uh-huh. explained it to me. He was he was he was spicing everything with uh, black mamba poison. Venom. Yeah, venom. <laughs> literally kill, slowly killing KCP throughout the season. <laughs> and KCP slowly killed us by having to watch him play this year. Yes. Um, Palenka, Palenka just skates on by. We never. I don't know that we ever found out what diet Rob Palenka talked to KCP about going on. Like what? I feel like maybe that's a question for exit interviews. Rob, what did you tell KCP to eat? <laughs> also, like how who who is Rob Palenka to give dietary advice? That's, that's Rob Palenka, Lakers GM and also dietitian. <laughs> The hubris both these guys have, like Magic, just like, st- like struts into the office. Rob put him on the, the just wine and uh, wine and crackers diet, so like yeah. the, the the blood and the body of Christ. And so, <laughs> KCP's like by like twenty games, and he's like, Rob, I don't feel so good. Like I don't know if I'm getting. <laughs> no, he goes. Rob Palinka brought like water to him. And had food coloring and just told him, see, water to wine. KCP's like, dude, that's the fifth time this month. <laughs> he gave him he gave him a bottle that said it was Kobe's secret stuff. And it was just water. <laughs> oh, it was just man. body armor. I just, I just can't believe, like, so Magic, both How these guys. I not found out. Like, I, okay, so this is, this is me at X interviews. I'm just going to be like, yeah, guys, sorry. Harrison Fagan, silver screen and roll. <laughs> Rob, what did you make KCP eat? <laughs> what happened? I just got to know. I just got to know, like, how you develop that kind of confidence in, in yourself. That you walk into a job that you've never, you have no experience in, by the way. You And, and you just think you're going to reinvent the game of basketball. Nobody told KCP how to eat before. And then and then and then on top of that, you're going to go you're going to give advice on dietary restrictions having no background in that either. I guess if it, it got him the job with the Lakers, so Well, I don't know. Just I keep mean, on shooting a shot. Like, like how how far can we go down this line? How far how far can we go down this line? Like what what other things do we think Rob Polinka, do you think he goes to his heart surgeon and is like, "Hey, what you're actually supposed to do here is well, I mean, thank goodness he didn't not work in basketball and then try to tell people about basketball because that would be like watching House and um and then all of a sudden <laughs> trying to think that you could do heart surgery. Poor Brian. All right, you ready for the next clip? Yeah, I'm ready for the next one. All right, so this is this is the longest clip that we have here, and it's and it's Rob Palenka talking about how he's a basketball historian. Oh God, I think I remember this. <laughs> And, uh, and and I don't think it goes very well. It, uh, I remember watching this. Well, this let's, was the... let's, let's do History 101 with Rob Palenka. Magic is a basketball historian. I like to, to really study the past, too. And if you look at the highly successful and championship teams, they have multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, there are you know, indeed multiple people one example, people on the team. go back to the, uh, the Bulls <gasps> era, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman. There's different players of different personalities that add something to the chemistry um, for teams to be great. And there were things that we looked at that the elite teams had that are in front of us. And knowing that our road to a championship is through every team, that we had to bring certain character traits to the team. So each of the guys we signed had a purpose to that. (laughs) (laughs) Three-point shooting? No. F that. He's like, no, we need need whack jobs. (laughs) 
<laughs> we people who it's can like, defend. Imagine, he's no. like, imagine how good the the nineteen the nineteen nineties Bulls would have been if they had seven Dennis Rodmans. <laughs> One for each of Dennis Rodman's actual personality. Yeah. <laughs> Rodman, you get one Happy Dennis, Dennis Rodman playing Dennis, game. sad Dennis, <laughs> rebound Dennis. So who does he? So all right. So the, the 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 players that he thinks bring that personality, obviously Lance, right? And hey, Lance. If anything, Lance has brought that personality to he this. Brought team. that. I'm, I'm going to say Lance has brought personality to this team. I will give him credit for that. Lance of the signings has not been the worst. How he might Lance even be the best. Stevenson be maybe the best signing out of all those guys. He he, I, he might actually be the best just by being like the least harmful. Yeah, and then like and because then, so... he, like all of the other guys had more moments where they were effective this season. Like like uh, Javale that de- definitely had like an amazing start to the season. Rondo had his moments throughout this year. Like you can you can fault especially his play since he came back from this recent injury, but he's had his moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, even even Beasley for a little while looked like he might be like a capable backup. But then all of them like Beasley by making the Lakers like a not, he didn't make them, but his like, his issues with the coaching staff and all that stuff for made them decide that they needed to ship Zubots out as an attachment to him to get him to the Clippers. And then McGee has not been good like over the second half of the season to the point where like if part of his sulking or they thought that they needed to move Zubots was in part to make McGee happier then that's kind of on him a little bit too Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Rondo like you know and again I'm not sure that I blame him for this but after being talked up as like the second leader of this team and then finding out that LeBron's representation is trying to trade him has not really played well or seemingly has been as engaged and has decided that he's not going to sit on the Lakers bench anymore but no don't worry that's not a big deal um you know I, like Lance I would say has caught like Lance I, I will not, I'm not this is not going to be where I'm going to argue that Lance doesn't have the most problematic past of all of them but nope. Lance for this one season in a vacuum has arguably been the least harmful wild I mean we got air guitar cam out of Lance so like that's one of the better more creative like Lakers jumbotron things in a while I like how again it's just this idea so he says he's a basketball historian and then Magic Johnson is this basketball historian right do you have to be that much of a historian to remember Dennis Rodman on the 72 Well, Bulls? it wasn't just Dennis Rodman, but, like, to remember that all teams have, like, kind of one, at least one cra- kind of crazy guy on them? Yeah, like, you, you really needed to study up to learn That's that? That's why this is basketball. He's just giving basketball history 101 to the media right now. <laughs> like, 201 is next summer. That's when they build the title contending team. That's That's when you learn that you need only one of those and not an entire roster of them. Yeah. And you still need basketball talent to be able to beat those better teams that you're trying to catch. Yeah. All right. Well, I, this next one should be interesting because uh, it, just the caption says, setting up Luke to fail from the beginning. And I feel like this could be like multiple quotes from that day. So I'm excited to see which one it actually is. I'm I'm, I'm always I, – I, I head into all of these videos half excited and half like terrified for how I'm going to react to them. Well, let's find out. We think that our roster and its strengths actually lines up perfectly with our coach and his strength. <laughs> what? <laughs> How 
did I not laugh? How can you not hear me laughing on this recording from the back of the room? Oh, it's because I was in the back of the room. That's probably you could you should you should have seen that my face during this and the other Magic Johnson clip that we have to to work off of that we might break down at some point. But what do they think Luke is good at? It perfectly fits the style that our head go- like Luke Walton, the guy who talks about ball movement and every presser he's ever given. <laughs> they thought this team. Rondo Rondo hasn't had so we can go we can it's it's all fine for us to make fun of this team hindsight is 2020 like maybe it could have worked out whatever like you even if you were looking at this roster in a positive light last summer you would not say that this was like tremendously a Luke Walton team for a guy who wants 300 passes a game and it's constantly talking about ball movement ball movement ball movement and this was never the... a Luke Walton team and he wants he wants guys who can switch on defense he wants guys who can get out on the break that's none of these guys. JaVale can rim run. Those things are some of these guys. To me, it's more like the fact that almost all of them are the, are very, very similar players offensively and that they need the ball in their hands. I, what I'm learning here is that either, either they haven't watched basketball before, despite <laughs> saying that they are basketball <laughs> historians. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that. That seems <laughs> unlikely. Either they haven't watched the people that they signed or they didn't pay attention to the Lakers last year. Because that's how you learn what Luke Walton like wants in players. Yeah, I don't. Oh man, what that's a quote! A, <laughs> what a quote! This one, the caption is uh, "LMFAO what?" So it's probably oh. a good one. And it's this, thirty-six seconds. So all right, so hold on, I gotta rewind this thing because it's freaking out again. You definitely have multiple veterans at at, every, at each guard spot, at the forward spots, uh, and of course you brought in Javale, but he hasn't played significant like 30 minutes a game or so at least in the last few years and you don't behind him you don't have that same kind of veteran presence i'm wondering um, is it because of multi-position basketball you guys have stressed that where maybe the tradition of a true center maybe that's not as much of a priority can you kind of explain where you are in the position oh we're very happy (laughs) because again You know the game has gone to – there's not a true center playing backup. That's not true at all. But it's just like – again, I, I have the, to okay. – Before I we have, get into that, like Rob Polinka having one eyebrow raised for this entire question was – I was having a stifle laughter the entire time. <laughs> don't stifle it. That's the point just, of this is to laugh well, at I these just guys. I make sure of the audio levels. Like I don't want to override it too much. So look at the look at the look on Magic's face at the very end of this clip. He, like he, I, oh, yeah. He's like – if I could summarize this season in one image, that's it right there. Like, Magic wanted to start that answer with, all right, dumb <laughs> <laughs> He brought so much sass to this thing. I'm yeah. telling you, if he was just in charge of the interviews, he would be phenomenal. Yeah. He would be great. Uh, so just so that we're clear on, on the factual analysis of, of, of his response here. Every single team has a backup center. <laughs> well, I think what he meant was like traditional five. But even the, even then, they like, all do. This makes me think that they still thought LeBron was going to play center. Remember, this is the time when we had all talked ourselves into this. Like he was posting the really bulked up picture on Instagram, like hashtag when Luke want, says he wants me to play center, like the yeah. one of like the cartoonish CGI muscles. Uh-huh. Uh, I I never really fully bought into it, but but this idea though that like. Even if LeBron says he's going to play the five, this idea that no team employs a traditional backup center is is ridiculous. Hold it's on. not true. 
It's not true. Like, yeah. even the Warriors over all this time have always had the Jordan Bell. JaVale all- McGee. JaVale McGee. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. JaVale won two His championships as a backup traditional takes center. Exposed. <laughs> JaVale McGee has two championship rings as the backup traditional center. And Magic is here saying, no, idiot. Nobody employs him. That's unbelievable. That's unreal. Ah, all right. You ready for you ready? You ready yeah, for I'm, I'm ready for thrust, Anthony. I'm ready for thrust. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I got to pause it and rewind it. Ready? Three, two, one. One of the components and one of the things we had to focus on is not – pace is an overused t- word. I think every you know team in the league is saying we want to play with pace. We wanted to have thrust. <laughs> the f- dude? What are you fucking talking about? What are you – like – Oh. All right, so we want we want to we want to thrust awful food in KCP's face. That's what we're yeah, looking like, to I do. Don't know, like, what does that even mean? I don't get it. Does it's that like, mean we want to like, like? To me, I think my understanding of that at that time, or my my read on that at the time, was like he's saying they don't want to just like play a lot of possessions. He's saying they want to have like an explosive break where it's like outlet passes and it's like pushing through guys in transition and what. Oh man! Do you think maybe he thinks this pace man thought isn't... that he had reinvented fast basketball <laughs> with Lance what? Stevenson and LeBron and while Lonzo. sitting next to Magic Johnson, like one of the greatest fast break basketball player, transition basketball players Magic, in the history of the sport? Do you think that if he had said this is going to be better than Showtime, do you think Magic would have slapped him during the press conference? <laughs> Honestly, I think Magic wanted to slap everybody in this room at some point or another. Yeah, all Magic these dumb questions. Uh, I I also want to know, like, do you think he thinks PACE is an acronym and he came up with a longer acronym in THRUST? Uh, what, like, is th- what do you think THRUST stands for? Like, to hit under runners. <laughs> I don't even know. Speeding. To hit, yeah. To towards hit, basket, to hit runners like under speeding time. Under- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but th- th- there's... That's the Again, only defense it, of that is if uh, is if thrust was like an acronym for like not making the playoffs. <laughs> I want to know again. I, I just want to. I don't like it when I feel like I'm being made to 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 that they think I'm an idiot that I'm some kind of moron, right? These concepts that they're talking about basketball isn't that complicated, guys. You aren't reinventing this. And that's what they're doing in every single one of these clips. No, so like in journalism school, they teach you, they're like, don't be afraid to ask a question that sounds kind of dumb because you have to ask a basic question so that people will actually like explain their thoughts and so that they don't necessarily think that you know exactly what they're about to say so they'll actually explain it. Like, I, I think, I honestly think that they're sitting up there and they think that we're asking this because we've never watched a basketball game before. Well, they haven't either. So, <laughs> <Go. laughs> all right, we have what? We have a few more clips. We have No, it's just two- the one. We have one more clip? Yeah. Oh, we do have one more clip. The The caption for this is just, who the hell said that? Which uh, I already know what this clip is because this is the one that made me watch, uh, made me find this thread. So uh, I'm glad that you haven't watched it yet so we can get your real-time reaction. You ready? All right. Three, two, one. A lot of people have said, hey, this is one of the deepest rosters in the NBA. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
This is one, like, so I said this on Twitter over the weekend. I'm at hand up. That one's on me for not just immediately raising my hand and just saying, Rob, who? <laughs> I want to know, like, does he mean that there are literally 15 people on the roster? Is that what he means here? Yeah, he's like, many of the teams haven't filled out their rosters yet. So theoretically, we have 17 guys that can play. They are have, eligible they have... to play. There are 17 able-bodied human beings who are associated with this team. I think at that time they had 16, right? They hadn't signed Tyson Chandler yet. No, but remember, Tyson Chandler uh, made it on the roster because... Didn't they cut some... No, you're right. Yeah, they, they hadn't used up their final guaranteed spot. Yeah, so It was they... a two-way player. They cut Ware as a two-way player and then added Williams to the two-way contract. But yeah. yeah. No, because... Wait, how did they free up that roster spot for Tyson Chandler? Why am I not remembering this? I don't think they ever filled it. Yeah, you must be right. I don't think they – I think they headed into the year. So t- that might not even be true then because there might be some team out there that had 17 able-bodied human beings and the Lakers had 16. Yeah. Unbelievable. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's it's therapeutic. I enjoyed really. it. Yeah. It's it's just it's – like, I mean sometimes like people have to be held accountable for what they said. And like yeah. it's it can be easy for people to point at us and be like, oh, hindsight was 2020. You weren't saying that stuff at the time. Well, sure. But we also weren't building the team. So like – I also distinctly remember mocking these guys as they were talking. Well, yeah, and you got a lot of hate for that. And I think that everybody kind of owes Anthony an apology a little I, bit. I do for... want an apology. Reddit, get at me. And also Venmo Jen, $5 because she had to deal with that stuff. But I want to know, so what I want to glean from this, or the, 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 I guess the big moral of this story here, is that like this is why you need people to check the front office, right? You need checks and balances within your organization. But those people who are checking the front office have to, have to also have the experience to be able to recognize, no, what they're saying is dumb. Right. Like like Jeannie Buss, technically speaking, is the checks and balances to this. But like she's have you heard her talk about basketball? It's not great. Well, yeah. So, like, I mean, and she 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 would even say that she removes yeah. herself from the basketball stuff. But, yeah, like I don't know that there's anyone in the front office right now that is going to tell Magic and Rob when they think that they're doing something wrong. And that's a problem. Yeah. Maybe and, there is. But I don't think there is. And and. You know, this is this is to me where where I identify the difference between bad slash mediocre slash maybe even some good executives or head coaches is that they 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 pair themselves with somebody. The the great ones pair themselves with somebody who can call them out on stuff, who will call them out on stuff, who will challenge them on stuff. And and and, you know, Phil Jackson had Tex winner. Popovich has had multiple people fill in that same kind of role. Bill Belichick has always had offensive and defensive coordinators who he trusted to be able to tell him, no, this is actually the direction the league is going in. This is the direction our team is going in. And and that's how, you know, people who are actually <clears throat> people who are actually secure in their abilities as as an executive or a coach. Like they want to be challenged. They want to. They they want to get smarter. Because you want to put the best product on the floor. Yeah, and these guys these guys are way more interested in listening to their own voice. They 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 they're way more interested in 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 making it seem as if yeah they're they're way more interested in thrust. Uh, it's it's 
and and that to me is is where this front office is really going to have to improve next year is is finding somebody if it isn't if it isn't experience itself right but finding somebody who can actually step up and say yeah that's not a good idea yeah you know Rondo and, and LeBron James is not a good idea on the court at the same time. Yeah, they may like each other, and, like, maybe LeBron really wanted Rondo, but even at some point, like, I know that this isn't easy to do, but you have to be able to tell LeBron, like, look, you may want to play with this guy, you may respect him, but he's not the best basketball fit next to you. They did it with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. We know they did it. With, like, so it's a, we can't and Rondo, even... Rondo's better than Melo, but... He is. He is. That's a backhand compliment. Yeah, like... Callie might be better at Mellow at this point. Okay, come on. Callie Mellow, Anthony? No? That'll do it, though, for this episode of The Lake Show. This let, us, fun. let us know. Tweet at us tomorrow. Let us know if you liked this. Uh, let us know if the audio quality was awful. Uh, let us know if... Uh, yeah, let us know let what Harrison you think. Tweet know about us. that one. I didn't yeah, have tweet. anything to do with that. Tweet at us. Um, you know, like, let, let us know in the site's comments what you thought of this, just of looking back and... Uh, trying to take a look at what people were saying about this stuff at the time before it went so wrong. Um, and maybe we can find so, – because there are some other candidates for this treatment, and we can go back and look at that. Anthony, uh, so this is where I'm going to put you on the spot. Did you read your Byron's Book Club chapter for this week? No. I figured this was going to be a long enough show without Oh, yeah, sure. I'm sure you planned it. I No, I literally thought right. about that. Okay. <clears throat> I knew it was going to be long. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you were you weren't wrong. We we're at what, like a little over an hour? <laughs> we're, yeah, we're we're at over an hour at this point. So we gotta log off, so <laughs>